Hello, welcome everybody to the Maze of Thoughts podcast. I'm going to be talking like this right now. Is it good? Do you like that? Is that cool? Oh my god, if you get to use a voice, so do I. What sort of voice? What do you mean? It's my voice. I'm going to talk like this then, if you're going to speak like that. Ah, that's a peculiar boast, but alas... Anyways, welcome everybody to the Maze of Thoughts podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, I believe it's, uh, what is it, 14th episode, I think, something like, yeah, yeah I think 14th. it's, yeah. So, uh, last episode, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, things where people are falsely alleging to rape and on whatnot and all that stuff. So, yeah, we also talked about Thanksgiving. We also talked about Sims 4 and video games and things like that. The typical. We generalize. We like to generalize. We like to talk a lot about a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, Dicey's not with us. I don't know. We don't know where she is, but we assume she's on Thanksgiving. Uh, we do not agree with Thanksgiving, but hey, if you're having a Thanksgiving yourselves, enjoy it. Be with family. I do not think you would necessarily need a thanksgiving to enjoy time with your family but you know people anyways it's just me and the just should have a little quotation there but it's me apollyon and number there we go yeah don't forget me here i was i was i was finishing my sentence you know i'm good for jumping to conclusions I'm not, I'm impatient. Okay. All right. So anyways, let's continue and let's go further with our episode here. And remember guys, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are everywhere. So go check us out. We are also on CastBox. It's our primary sort of platform for uploading and sharing our episodes. However, you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Anchor. You can listen to us on Overcast or whatever it's called. Uh, Pocket Radio or something. I think it's an app for cell phone and everything. iTunes as well. So we're pretty much available everywhere. Just go look for Maze of Thoughts podcast and you should find us somewhere. Okay, so give us a listen, follow uh, I would advise that you follow us on CastBox because not only does that help us, it also allows you to get notified every time an episode comes up. So let's start. Miss Namor, do you want to start with the topics? Yes. Yes, I do. So in the wake of our recent holiday, Thanksgiving, it's customary to eat tons and tons and tons of food made by loved ones and potential lovers. And people enjoy food in this holiday for that reason. So my topic today begins with body image, healthy versus unhealthy. Now I have a little Mm. bit of information and personal insight concerning this, but we know that when it comes to maintain a certain look, uh, there are different ways to perceive what is considered healthy and unhealthy. So I want to get first your opinion on that, Apollyon, and then I'll go into a more uh, statistical and scientific viewpoint. I'm fat. Stop! <laughs> Give me a real thing. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, 
that's kind of difficult for me to reply to that, honestly. I mean, what what exactly is healthy and unhealthy? So there's the body image, as you mentioned there. Sure, sure. So what, like, is a guy that works out every day healthy? Because, I mean, I've seen people that work out every day and whatnot, and they just have a heart attack and they die. So, and uh, I've been pretty... Uh, considering uh, society standards or whatever, uh, I've been pretty unhealthy and I'm still alive. So what's, what's exactly the deal here? Is it, is it how much you do it? Is it, is it, you know, the frequency? Is it the amounts? What is it? According to um, like the BMI, which is the body mass index, people, depending on your height, you should fit within a certain uh, range based on your quote unquote body range. And that's like, you know, your height versus your actual weight. It says kilometers, but you know what? We're going to go by pounds because I'm American. Um, and it's saying it's one of the methods to use to estimate the total wait, amount what? of body. Wait, what? Kilometers what? for pounds? What? It's weird. Sorry. Yeah. Kilograms. Whoops. <laughs> See, I'm American. I don't use that their metric system. <laughs> oh, you Americans. Hey, you're going to leave us Always alone, giving right? us comedy. Anyway, so basically, the body mass index is one method that's used to establish your total amount of body fat, and it's calculated by dividing your weight by your height. So the differences in body mass uh, between people of the same age range and sex are usually due to their body fat amount. But there are exceptions to the rule. So, for example, bodybuilders, people that are uh, high-performance athletes, and pregnant women. Because, you know, there are very special cases when it comes to calculating those things. So, you know, the calculations for also elderly people and people with physical disabilities that don't have the ability to kind of, like, use their muscles well also has an impact on that. Then... Mm. Again, the body mass index does not take into account people with eating disorders like anorexia or, you know, extreme obesity. So it's, in my opinion, the BMI is not an accurate depiction of what could be considered healthy because there are so many exceptions when it comes to calculating that. So, for example, I am a five foot four woman that is 27 years old and I currently weigh 140 pounds. According to the BMI, I'm within my healthy range, but I don't feel that way because according to my doctor, I am potentially at risk due to my family history for high cholesterol and possibly diabetes. And Oof. this this really has nothing to do with like my weight. It's more to do with my genetic predisposition. Yeah, you gotta you gotta stop eating candy and stuff. Okay, exactly. Look, that's, but that's, that's the thing. Food. I don't I don't eat candy like that. Ah, come on, now. <laughs> no, come on. I come don't. Why don't you have candy in the toilet? Like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. Anyway, so it's not an accurate depiction, and a lot of people actually follow schools included. Um, judge children based on the the uh, body mass index as a way of determining who's healthy and who's not. Just because someone's a little heavier built doesn't mean that they're not a, a healthy person. And just because someone 
is thin, does that mean they're healthy? So that's definitely something to take into consideration. I mean, <laughs> look, look at most uh, junkies and, and, and whatnot. They're pretty thin. They're and they're not healthy whatsoever. I mean, they do drugs, and that that thing makes them skinny. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So according to the BMI, if you weigh under, or you are under five foot, you should be within the range of like a hundred to one hundred and twenty-five pounds, something around that. And that's unrealistic for many people, especially if they live active lifestyles. So it's it just it doesn't make much sense. And um, like the percentage of your body fat also has a lot to do with it. Obviously, women are allotted more than men are because, you know, we have more fat deposits in various places. You know what I mean? So <laughs> they try to take that into consideration. But it's it's really weird to kind of judge someone based solely off of what the BMI says. So I think, honestly, if you feel healthy, meaning you're able to perform normally uh, doing everyday tasks and you have some level of fitness, like if you get winded walking three blocks somewhere, then you might want to reevaluate that and get checked out because you might actually have a breathing issue or a heart condition. It may not yeah. have anything to do with your weight, but my the point of this is just to highlight that just because there's a standard that you're supposed to meet, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy or unhealthy based on it. Yeah, because basically, sometimes I would see people like on TV and whatnot, and they barely could move, and they were either my size or a little bit under my size, or slightly more. But typically, I would question things when they were either my size or a little bit under, and I'd, I'd be like, "Man, what? How can you? Huh?" How can you not move properly? I mean, I'm I'm pretty fat myself, and I I move properly. I I can bend properly, not bend as in like bend over, okay? But like, I don't know what the English term for it is, but basically, like you bend your knees, right? And it's like, uh, I don't know what the term for that is, but do you know what I'm saying? Do you are you envisioning it when you're wait when you bend your knees like squatting? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Right. And some people are, they really have a hard time with that. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Of course, if I squat for like, you know, more than 30 or 45 seconds, I can't really do it because it starts hurting my my kneecaps and it starts hurting my legs a lot. Because, I mean, there is gravity, flat earthers. There is gravity, because I feel it, okay? But yeah, I can, you know, but I can I can do it for a short amount of time and yeah, yeah, I can move pretty well. But again, there is gravity and you have to take that in consideration that things will come your way and some, some things will, you know, be sort of like, um, how can I put this, uh, an obstacle, basically. Uh, it, it, it depends on the weight. You know, of course, somebody who's who weighs like 50 pounds uh, less than me, they can just jump over a wall is like do parkour and whatnot. And if I try to do the same thing, I have to be a lot more slower. But, you know, because I'm, I'm lifting a lot more weight than they do. But again, 
Yeah. Gravity. And it's exactly. And I've seen, so the internet is such a wonderful place sometimes because I've seen people <laughs> who, like, I've seen people who are way heavier than I am doing splits and backflips and all kinds of fantastic physical speeds that I could never hope to achieve because I'm not nearly disciplined enough or motivated. And also I'm afraid of breaking something. So, I mean, watching them do all these amazing things when they clearly have more going for them than I do is just puts things into perspective. It's really how far you're willing to push yourself to get things done. So it really has nothing to do with your body capacity. It's what you're willing to do. So I'm like, I don't, don't even come at me with, oh, I'm this big, so I can't. Yeah, no, you, it's not that you can't. It's because you don't want to. So some, I mean, some things you really can't do, like some things are really impossible to do, like, you know, just you, you can't have somebody who can barely even move somebody who has to put energy on to a leg so that the other leg or they have to put energy onto a single leg so that it moves and then transfer all the energy to their leg so that it moves. And of course, yeah, that, I mean, it's impossible for a person like that to just like, you know, climb a, a wall and, and go over it. But I mean, if you're really here, my bottom line for this type of topic is always this. Just if, if you're happy being the way you are, okay. And I wish Dice would be here, but hopefully she listens to this. But I, I know I kind of uh, snapped on that other time because of the, the whole deal. Sometimes allowing people to just be happy It's bad for them. And if you are indeed in one situation where you're just like completely unhealthy, where you can't even move, you can't even exercise anymore, and you don't have the means to financially change yourself and financially help yourself, because I've heard of stories of people who literally could not move they would be sitting on a chair so if you're sitting on a chair because you cannot move how can you exercise to lose weight you can't so it's either die or lose weight through surgery and things like that so uh, no there's actually reality tv shows like that like my 600 oh, we, had, <laughs> we had one. Oh my gosh it was awful <laughs> It's scary like that. So I think that reaches ooh, into an entirely different realm because Let, let's listen. Oh. Let's not put TV shows onto this because TV shows are just like they're manipulated so that it's interesting for people to watch. You know, this is true. This is very true. You're right. Okay. Like sometimes if you have a TV show about people losing weight, obviously they're not going to put people that literally really, really, really need to lose weight And they're also not going to put people there. They, they go through a casting and they select those that really deserve, quote unquote, to be there. But do they really deserve to be there, though? I don't know about that, because I think some other people really not only deserve, but they should be there. And just because they don't have that TV personality or whatever, they're just thrown away into that. Because I know that when the... We Portuguese, we pretty much go grab everything from outside in terms of TV and whatnot. So uh, I'm pretty sure you guys came up with that show. And then we also grabbed the show and did it our own version. And I'm pretty sure I think I even heard from some people that a lot of 
a lot of people wanted to be on that show. And a lot of them were just ignored because I'm sure they just didn't have the TV personality. But anyways, coming back to what I was saying before is like, as long as you can move and as long as you can do things and as long as you can still exercise, then if you're happy that way, which is kind of what where I'm sitting and th this is not hypocrisy. It's not, oh, you're saying that because you're like that. I mean, it, listen, it's I'm, I'm I feel good the way I feel I, I, I am right now. I'm not you know, I'm, I'm not embarrassed about my weight. I'm not embarrassed about the way I look. I, I feel good. I feel good. Do I wish I was a lot skinnier or a lot thinner? Yeah, sure. I, I wish I could just, you know, go out, out into the night and, hey, girl, wink, wink. And then she comes over and it's a one night stand. I know that's kind of a, a misogynistic way of saying things, but, you know, it, it, bear with me. It's just like, you know, just an example. All right. I just wish I could be that type of guy sometimes because <laughs> it can be pretty difficult for a a heavy dude to find, you know, uh, intercourse sometimes. But basically, yeah, just as long as you're happy and you can still exercise, if you're getting to that point where once you exercise and you're just, you can barely move. And like you said, you run or you walk three blocks and you're like, <sighs> and just when it gets to that point, start exercising before it's too late and you just get fatter and fatter and you just can't get out of it. That's my opinion. Oh, for sure. Like that, I think that's when it gets scary is when people become complacent in their lack of ability to do things. Um, yeah. Like I can completely understand someone who's had a significant injury that prevents them from performing certain tasks. And that's fine because that's out of your control. But there are certain things that I believe can be done to assist when you get to a certain level of um, like physical girth where you can mm -hmm. help yourself. I mean, it's just a matter of, again, I'm only speaking from personal experience, so I don't mean to offend anyone who has a significantly different experience. I'm speaking for myself. But, but like, if, do you, mm -hmm. I'm sure you knew about him, but do you know Boogie2988? No, who's that? From YouTube. Okay, so he's he became kind of like uh, popular because he started doing this character on the internet on YouTube when YouTube was pretty much like, you know, just only the people that really wanted to do that were doing that. I think YouTube basically before 2010, 11, 12, YouTube was pretty much just like a sort of like a storage little space for videos. So basically bands and labels and whatnot they would have their videos on there and then people did their videos as well for for the platform and they would keep it there so that they wouldn't need like to carry things with them all the time to watch the video so basically you would just go on to the link opens the video and boom there you go you can watch the video that you just uh, recorded or whatever but boogie basically started early and he was doing this character called francis and Basically, Francis was a very angry, very uh, indignated, very emotional individual. And it was a character that he played. And he sometimes would review basically like Magic the Gathering cards or things happening in World of Warcraft or whatever. You know, you know, you get the point. Basically, he would play games and then he felt like some things needed to be said about the games. And then he would come out with 
Francis, his character, to sort of shit on these things without really having repercussions towards himself as the person who's doing the character. And he, he was a very, 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 very heavy dude. And he basically couldn't really move. When he was recording videos, he could move his arms and shit, but you could tell that he was having a struggle with movement and shit. And I think like last year, two years ago, he got a, a surgery for the, the, what's it called? The gastric uh, band or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, the gastric you, bypass. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, a, like a belt or whatever that they put on your stomach so that it shrinks the stomach to the point of where you don't want to eat anymore. So you're forcing your body to just like, you, you want to eat, but you can't eat because it's just, you're going to be throwing things out. So um, he, he did that be, because he couldn't really move. Like he, he could literally, he couldn't exercise. He couldn't do anything. Right. So he needed that. And what I mentioned before is literally like he had the financial uh, sort of like thingy to, to help him out with that. But if you don't, then that's scary. That's really fucking scary because then you cannot exercise and you cannot have a surgery to help you out with that. It's like, <laughs> what's, what's coming out of that? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really scary. I mean, situations like that, I think, are uh, the outliers from the norm because we, I can only imagine. And I know um, I've heard stories from people that have had gastric bypasses where they lose all of that mass so quickly that they have the extra skin that remains and that you have to remove that always yeah and like that's another procedure altogether and depending on how large you are that could be multiple procedures to get your skin graft to a point where you are comfortable or it feels like you um you fit into your body and i know that could probably inspire a lot of body image issues moving forward also, uh, good thing you, you pointed that out. Pers- pe- uh, people who exercise, people who are heavy and they exercise and they lose weight, the skin is still going to be there. So, uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> surgery or no surgery. I, 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 w- I would assume that if you do it naturally, it's because you're still able to move and whatnot. So you're really not that your skin is not that stretched. But... It's yeah, it's a thing to consider. Like your skin is still gonna, <laughs> still gonna have like flop, uh, flappy skin or whatever it's called, hanging from your arms. <laughs> you mean the bingo wings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird, but on the opposite end of the spectrum. So we're going from talking about people that are obese or you know morbidly obese and large, people who are bodybuilders or mm. are into the quote-unquote fitness scene that can be easily identified in many cases body dysmorphia where a lot of them are unhealthy as a motherfucker and that's what i mean like they have this image of how they're supposed to look in their mind and they don't stop until they achieve it but then once they achieve it they don't feel that they've reached that they have to go a step further and that's considered Mm -hmm. body dysmorphia according to the uh, DSM-5, it's basically a disorder, uh, just an image disorder. And it's scary because you'd be surprised how many fitness models, how many uh, bodybuilders have this disorder. 
it's kind of, it's it's really scary. And these are people that people look up to and they're saying, "Oh my god, he looks so great." This goes for people that undergo drastic plastic surgery as well. They're the ones that continuously change their outer appearance so that they feel and look good, but they don't realize that they're actually harming themselves to achieve a certain kind of aesthetic. And it's in the mm-hmm. long run, it's detrimental to their health. Uh what's the dumbest thing about it? is when people start taking fucking steroids and shit. Like, dude, listen, you can't be that big naturally, so just go with what you have, go with what you can do, keep exercising, and try to go there naturally, even though I think that a lot of the times they're not healthy at all. They're not healthy. Because their goal is not to be healthy. Their goal is to get massive body mass and just get super muscular and like, really talk like this. What do you want, bitch? Right? And basically, it's like, uh, no, I mean, that's not good at all. It's, it's at really all. unhealthy. It is. And if you think that people really look up to you because you look a certain way, or you base your self-worth on how other people view you. It's very <laughs> dangerous and it's very scary. I know this I know this is a generalization that's not fair in most cases, but a lot of the people that were bodybuilders that I've met throughout me life, okay, they were very stupid. Like really dumb. And I'm not talking about like, you know, like they they're not culturally uh rich it's like they're really fucking dumb and my theory for that is like just they focus on that shit so much not that they're naturally like dumb not that they're they were born dumb or some shit it's just that like they focus so much on building their bodies and on looking like that and shit that everything else is forgotten they forget about everything else they just don't focus on anything else they just like it's once you become a bodybuilder, it's at least what I've seen. You just you're just a bodybuilder. Nothing else. I mean, that's the sad part is that you've been reduced to just a piece of meat, like a physical representation of who you are. And that's how people see you. You're not a personality. You're not an individual. You're just an aesthetic. And it's sad to be reduced to something so superficial, in my opinion. What are you talking about the way people judge them or the way they see themselves? Both. Because they feed off of that judgment. The likes that they get are based on how they physically look. And people cater to that because they enjoy how they look. So it's mm. a never-ending vicious cycle of people trying to look better so people will like them. And then people like them because they look better. Yeah, that's really stupid. What? What's what happened, mankind? <laughs> uh, kings it, used to be fat as fuck, and that's where what what people looked up to to be kings and queens and shit. But, and now but it's that's like, the thing: the more beautiful you were as a person, like woman, I'm talking like physically. If you are a fat king with a bunch of money, and you had a beautiful daughter, you're gonna sell your daughter to this man so that you can get a piece of those riches. So she didn't have a say in any of that because she's beautiful and it was her curse to bear. Same thing with beautiful men is they have these gross women and stuff chasing after them and they don't have a say yeah. in mm-hmm. how they're True. approached because they're kind of like. I have three like 
outside of the door right now. They're just waiting for me to go outside. But you're yeah. hilarious. Anyway, anyway, your turn. What topic do you want to discuss? Okay. Um. So, I think we could talk a little bit about this because, it, I, I mean, I think it's. I think it changes from places to places. It's basically like Tinder, right? Like in America, I, I feel like Tinder is all over the fucking place. Like it's everywhere, right? Uh in England, for example, it's used, but it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. And then here, for example, it's like it, it, nobody uses that shit. And in here at least, I don't think anybody uses that shit for like relationships or anything so it's, it's just i don't know i just feel like okay so I, I live in a i live in an area i live in a region of portugal where it's there's no uber there's no tin like there's tinder but it's like you're barely gonna find anybody close by anyways uh, they're in a range of like 40 kilometers you're not gonna find anybody and if you do it's someone you're not really interested in because it's so um it's so limited but basically it's like yeah, what, what, I, how do you feel about Tinder and all that thing? Like, is it really that popular over there or is it just me? Because I, I keep hearing about that. Everybody's talking about Tinder all the fucking time. It's like, what? I mean, <laughs> I don't use that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, on a personal note, I don't use Tinder. Um, honestly, because I have someone and I don't really see the need to use it. But I do have friends that use Tinder. And Tinder is mainly a hookup site. Uh, so basically here it's really popular because you can sense many of the areas that people live in, especially in the cities, you can find someone literally down the street that you can probably mm. hook up with if they match up with you or they swipe right or whatever that thing is. So basically uh, Tinder is used as a hookup site to perpetuate this culture that, you know what, I'm going to do a one night stand because like it and if something comes out of it something comes out of it so people have actually developed relationships and gotten married to people they've met on twitter or not twitter sorry tinder uh mm. but i don't have any personal but then again the whole it. hookup bullshit isn't that dangerous as well for sure hell yeah it's like going on craigslist and going into the personals section or what have you to find some it's this culture that we've entered this hookup culture where it's okay to kind of just meet up with strangers and with the expectation of doing you know sexual deeds or what have you and then kind of disappearing into the night it's a dangerous pers uh dangerous pursuit only because there's no real way for you to vet these people you don't know who they are or whether or not they're catfishing you or what their purposes are for meeting you it's just a matter of i think you're hot and I want to bang. So let's meet up at this location. And then I'll see you again, man. Like, I always felt like on Tinder, the thing you would do is you would get to know somebody. You would, you would start talking to them. You would start knowing them a little bit. And then at some point, you would meet them like a month or two months later. <laughs> and then there was this person I found on Tinder once and she was actually kind of nearby uh i would just need a bus to go there and we started talking and it was like i think at the third or fourth message we sent each other it's like 
can we meet up? And I'm like, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, if I have time, if I can, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. I, I need more confidence with somebody to go meet them. It's not just like, boom, I snap my fingers and Hey, I I'm here for you. And it's like, that's, you know, even for banging. I mean, Everybody loves banging. Let's be real. It doesn't matter who you are or whatever. It's, it doesn't matter if you're fat, if you're skinny or whatever. Everybody loves a good banging. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, it, for me, it's weird. It's weird. I just, I'd rather know the person that I'm going to be uh, exchanging fluids with. <laughs> I mean, we're on a similar page in that regard. Um, I've tried online dating when I was single, and I thought it was interesting. Like, like you said, a couple of um, exchanges here and there. My limit was about two months. Like, I would talk to you online for a good two months just to get a feel for your personality and how you know who you are. And then, depending on how I feel about you, I would agree to meet you in a very platonic manner. Like, I would not say, "Hey, we're meeting up to hook up." No, no, I'm saying I want to hang out to get to know you and then we'll see what happens from there. And that's worked, you know, that worked pretty well in my favor because I found out pretty quickly. A lot of people take hanging out as a way of hooking up. And, you know, I try to make myself explicitly clear in my intentions. I'm not here to mislead you. I'm not here to get your hopes up. I just want you to know I'm here to hang out with a person that I've come to get to know. If Mm -hmm. something happens to happen, then it is what it is. But until that point, we are simpatico. Do not try anything. Those are my it rules. It goes back to the, the, the other thing that you talked about last episode, which is basically it's, people just want instant gratification nowadays. It's, it's for everything. It's just fucking pissing me off. Like, dude, don't you want a fucking challenge anymore? Don't you want a, a challenge to like, some girl that's hard to get and it's, it's it, it once you get her it's gonna feel so fucking good because you 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 focused on getting that girl and that girl is worth it and now there you are with a girlfriend that was worth it people just want this fucking instant gratification with everything it's like it's a video game oh i want to log in a video game but i want to be successful at, right away or it's it, it's like let's go on Tinder, let's hook up, and let's completely skip all the all the 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 interesting parts of a relationship. Let's skip all of that. And let's go straight into sex. I mean, come on, dude, come the fuck on. Let's have let's let's. I mean, we're just building. The problem is not even the present; is the future, because we're just influencing everybody that comes after us. Like, if you take a look. Which, I, I mean, I guess we can also merge both topics that I have here. But the spell checkers basically write for kids nowadays. Like, if you turn off the spell checker for kids, they're just going to fucking... It's going to be a shit show. Like, it's completely fucking... I mean, imagine when something is, like, changed from one word to the other word. Imagine how stupid the other word was being spelled or or written it's just completely insane it's like dude what are kids doing in school are you not learning how to write are you not learning how to spell are you not learning how to speak 
why are you just like we have we have so much fucking convenience in technology nowadays that in i don't know five ten the thing is these kids that can't fucking write for shit nowadays in 10 20 years they're going to be managers they're going to be presidents they're going to be all of that shit imagine that thing imagine that shit these people are running the world i don't want to i honestly don't want to live in a world like that i mean fuck it's just it's already shitty nowadays so i mean i can only imagine in 20 years it's really scary when you consider how how instant gratification influences people's decision making skills like there's a psychological study based on that actually hold on let me pull it up really quick and the gist of it is it's called the marshmallow study and it was done with a group of test subjects which were children And they were brought into a room and a marshmallow was placed on their plate. And they were told by the psychologist that I need you to wait to eat this marshmallow. I'm going to give you maybe five minutes. Within that five minutes, if you do not eat the marshmallow, you get a second marshmallow and you can eat them both. So I need you to hold off for five minutes before eating this marshmallow. And the kid, you know, okay, it's a kid. You put a marshmallow on the plate and you leave the room. And you wait for five minutes while observing them to see what they do. The children that actually ate their marshmallows before the five minutes time frame was up were less likely to succeed later in life because they, their impulse control was not up to par. Whereas the children that actually waited and received their second marshmallow were rewarded for their ability, their patience and their ability to kind of delay gratification. And that skill set help them later on down the line because it's been proven that if you delay gratification the reward that you reap later is much more satisfying as opposed to the instant gratification of say something sweet like a marshmallow it's gone just as soon as it was there there's no real challenge to it there's no real uh, mental fortitude that needs to be exercised it's you have it you take and it's just it doesn't work out you have a big piece of cake like half of a half of a cake you have it and you just had dinner and you're gonna have the whole cake and it's gonna feel super awesome because it's super tasty and it's you're gonna be eating that shit for like 20 minutes or whatever or you could cut a little slice eat that slice then leave the rest for the rest uh, for the remaining days so you can have a bunch of tasteful pleasure in one go or you can just extend that pleasure in smaller amounts throughout uh you know the week or whatever personally i prefer to extend it because i mean it's 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 only gonna like it's gonna taste great but it's you're gonna your stomach is gonna try to kill you afterwards (laughs) and I mean, it's it's a bunch of sugar in your bloodstream. It it only brings consequences afterwards. So, I mean, it's like, dude, come on, you know? Yeah, like, it's a lot easier. It's really, it's just waiting does a world of a good. And you can learn a lot about yourself and probably what's going on around you if you can wait long enough, as opposed to kind of jumping the gun as soon as something that you supposedly want appears in front of you. Can I transform us into my second 
based off of that. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I said, can I segue into my second? Oh, I mean, you, you spoke like you're sort of like in, in the 1500s sort of talking to an alien or some shit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. So that kind of goes into abuse and relationships. Um, today's world, uh, unfortunately, with the rise in mental health practices and the identifying of how mental health impacts our daily lives, Dating has become increasingly difficult because of the traumas that people have been subjected to due to past relationships, either self-inflicted or just as a result of being exposed to someone who hasn't uh, come to terms I feel like with. People are just way more pussies than they used to be. Nowadays. Wait, we'll get into that. But listen, so I found this. Um, I guess it was like a post or whatever, and it's like a first date question. How aware of you of your traumas and suppressed emotions? And tell me about how you're actively working to heal them before you try and project that shit on me. I think that that is an accurate question to ask someone on a first date, especially if you have intentions of moving forward in a long-term relationship. Because God Do not damn. ask that question to a bodybuilder, though. Because <laughs> they will... They will sleep thinking about that. They will spend the whole week <laughs> thinking about that. And probably they will be 98 years old and they will still not know the answer to that. A bodybuilder, a model, anything like that. Well, Anyone who prides themselves. <laughs> model is basic, models are basically like robots. Oh um, <laughs> robots without programs. So they're just like mechanical things functioning. <laughs> But Do that thing! And they like... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, move on. Sorry for interrupting. No, no. It's like, so these are, I think these are questions that kind of circle back to a conversation we had, I think, in maybe our 10th episode when it comes to dating and consent and all of that. It comes down to what you expect out of a person, what your personal experience is, and how you plan on merging with that person. So if you know that this person has been abused all of their adult life th through various relationships, you know right off the bat that they're coming into this with a lot of baggage, whether it's uh, low self-esteem, depression, uh, PTSD from someone cheating on them, something. They are carrying something in with it. And as an individual, you've got to prepare yourself to deal with that, especially if you plan to be with them long term. So having those conversations with that person, I think, is a realistic expectation because you need to know what are you walking into and how are you going to remedy this moving forward? And is this person willing to work on themselves while you work on yourself? And can you do it together? Like, I think these are legitimate questions that need to be asked and discussed in a long-term situation. Now, obviously, if you're doing a one-night stand, there's no need to ask that question because you don't intend on seeing that person past the daylight the next morning. So, you know, do what you need to do and be on your way. But if you genuinely care about this person, you want them to be in your life long-term and you have every, like, every intention of creating some semblance of a healthy and successful life moving forward, this is something that needs to be talked about immediately that's a pretty good point he brought there because honestly 
I have someone on Facebook who has uh, who's a bipolar, and they've been they have been single for quite a while now. I think when I added them, they had a partner, but then it was quite quick until they went single again. I think I think they're single. I'm not sure, man. So a lot of people don't really want their relationships on Facebook, and it's very understandable. But I I do understand, however how it might be i understand both sides of it the size of the person the side of the person who's bipolar and the side of the person who needs to take care of this person so i mean for the bipolar person is one they will always be self-conscious of their sort of like uh, symptoms and, and and whatnot and they will always sort of like to a certain extent feel bad that they're sort of per- putting the burden on top of someone else. Uh, wh- whereas the other person, however, they might actually want to have that burden, carry that burden with them. But because the other person is sort of self-conscious and trying to sort of like, ah, I don't want to put this burden on you and come on, you're doing me such a good favor by being with me and whatnot. It might, you know, it, it just, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of like a vicious cycle, you know, but, Honestly, I think that, um, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Honestly, I, I agree with you in terms of that thing. I, I agree with you that you should know the person or at least have some, and again, that's kind of the thing for, you know, get rid of, get, get rid of instant gratification for a little bit because get to know people, get to know who they really are. They might be crazy. They might have murdered somebody and you're just dating them and you end up being murdered yourself at some point. But just, yeah, get to know people, you know, and maybe you can both work together. And even if you have a disorder or something or symptoms or some shit, you can work together, you know, and there, I know, I know legitimately there's people out there who need like a, a, a woman who needs a, a boyfriend to take care of them. And when they're going through some difficult shit that might fuck up with their mind and they really need somebody there to, if not just, if not hold their hands and hug them and shit, like give them some encouraging words and whatnot. And, um, you know, it can be a difficult task for sure. But I mean, I know there's people out there that are willing to do that. And there's also the fucking idiots who are a bunch of assholes who, don't want to do that. It's just fuck. This is fuck. I don't want to do that. Fuck. I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> and like, I think that's a big, big part of being self-aware. I think that many adults, people in general, whether you're a child or an adult, should practice self-awareness or at least be taught it, because it helps with the evaluation of how the role you play in your own life and the role that you play in the world around you. And it helps put things in perspective as well as your relationships with other people. So if you know for a fact that you don't know how to emotionally regulate yourself, or you've been told on multiple occasions that you flip out or you're crazy or you're all these things, maybe you should consider that as a cry for help. Maybe there's a pattern that's being perpetuated and you should actually be evaluated for that. Because many times people think, oh, no, I'm just this, so I, I can get away with that. Like, no, I'm sorry. There's actually, let me see if I can look it up. 
So one of my biggest pet peeves is when women have, um, you know, the P, what is it? Um, it's basically when uh, women are about to get on their period or right coming right off of their periods and they have like these extreme hormonal emotional reactions to things to the point where it's almost irrational and everybody else around them is like what the hell is wrong with you and then like as soon as they're over they calm down they're like oh no i'm sorry i was just doing this and i hate that because i'm like that is no excuse for you you hate women on their period no no i hate women that act out on their period because there's no Uh, reason for that. If you have that hard of a time emotionally regulating because your hormones are out of whack, you can't control your hormones, but you can control what you do about them, which means you need to go talk to your medical doctor and have your prescription changed for your birth control. You need to talk to a psychiatrist to see if you can have something done through talk therapy, or at least if you know that's how you get every month, isolate yourself. Put yourself in a place where you will not be in positions where you act out in public or toward <laughs> the ones that you love. Like that's called self-management and self-regulation. And if you go through it enough times, you that's start so to pick aggressive, up a pattern. though. I love it. No, I who no, that's Going not that period? is yeah, lock makes, yourself in. No, it makes it's a bad stance for other women because that is the default, that's a joke. That people use a lot of the time. Oh my God, are you PMSing? Or is that what that is? Is that why you're so upset? Like, no, get out of my face. You're pissing me off. I'm legitimately angry at you. It has nothing to do with my hormonal cycle. So get out of my face. Like, these are the kinds of things that irritate me because people don't take accountability for themselves and it perpetuates a stereotype that impacts everyone else. So if you take personal accountability, it is less likely to impact those around you. And I'm like, Ugh, just be. So you're talking about people that just like elevate things from a small, you know, small little wave on a cup to a freaking tsunami. Is that, is yeah. that what you mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I knew a girl. Like, people who have a bad day and they, I'm so depressed, I'm going to kill myself. And there is some legitimacy to people and their um, suicidal tendencies. See, there's one thing, if you've been battling with depression for months at a time, and you've reached your breaking point where you genuinely don't feel... That is one thing. We've, We've talked about that, right? I agree. Yeah. You should seek help, though. Don't kill yourself. That's literally oh. just yeah. Help going is always available. Everything in life. I mean, you only have one life. There has not been any proof, anything saying you have a second life. You have a second chance. This is not a video game where you spawn back in. So live it. I mean, you only have one. Fuck it. Like who cares? But seek help. And if you can't seek help, keep looking. There's a shit ton of people. I mean, you know, there's people for everything. There's people who are in the same situation as you might even go through the same thing and might understand you and might try to be with you and whatnot. I know this is a lot easier said than done, but I do legitimately, I do legitimately, uh, I believe that there is someone out there for everyone. 
And that if you are going through some tough shit, fuck it. Even call, uh, don't call us, but join our Discord. Talk to us. It doesn't matter. Just come say hi to us or something like that. All right? Just, just don't fucking go off killing yourself. Exactly. Even though that is a good thing for the world because they're, you know, the world is overpopulated. But hey, you know what? I mean, yeah. Uh, but back to that thing, it's like... I, there is this picture that I posted here on Discord saying mental health is important, but we are in danger of over-diagnosing mental health issues. Not everything is a mental health condition. This is true, though. Like, this is true. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be nervous. It's okay to I think, of what am I doing with my life without diagnosing with yourself with a mental illness? A lot of people nowadays are so depressed. Oh, my God. They're so sad. Oh, they're they're. It, dude, you're not going through some mental stuff. You're just fucking sad, or you're just disappointed, or you just. Of course, you go. You go into. You just. People need to fucking lower their expectations when they're doing things. It's like, come on, dude. And when they're going to, you go to a job interview, and you don't get the job. When you prepared for the fucking interview, you got all your your things done. You looked at the. The, the the company's website, you looked at their services, you looked everything up, you really know what they're what they do, you really know how to work for them, and you really think that you're gonna be a great asset for the company, and you don't get the job. And guess what? You're gonna feel depressed, you're gonna feel disappointed. You know what? Lower your fucking expectations. When you go to a job interview, never go with high expectations. Never. Even if if your expectations should be extremely high, never go with high expectations. Always low expectations. I love living my life with low expectations on everything. You know why? Because once I get the negative side of uh, the negative outcome on things, I'm okay. Hey, you know what? I expected that shit. It's all right. It's all good. Hey, you know what? I was already expecting that. I don't know why I'm talking like I'm some kind of mafia guy, but hey, it's all good. But it is true, though. It is true. <laughs> it's like you need to go with low expectations about things, about life. You need to. And once something, once there's a positive outcome, you know what? You feel so fucking good, man. You feel so fucking good. And to me, that's just just like a little thing for you guys right there. Always lower your expectations. Otherwise, you're going to be disappointed all the fucking time. And to add to that, um, as far as the mental health bit goes, the only time you know for sure that you are afflicted with any kind of mental health issue is by seeing a professional. So that means do not self-diagnose if you can help it because there are actual professionals that can tell you for sure. And sometimes professionals mess up too. I'm not going to say that every mental health professional is perfect. They're not. We're human, just like everyone else. But it helps if you're as honest as possible when you tell information. It'll minimize misdiagnosis as much as possible, and you'll get the help that you need sooner. So if you feel like you are being afflicted with any form of mental health issues, anxiety, uh, depression, anything, anything that's considered mainstream that you hear about all the time, and you're like, oh, I'm so depressed, I'm so bipolar, do not, do not self-diagnose and do not decide that other people are acting that way either. 
unless you have some form of degree, experience, or certification in that field, you are not qualified to diagnose anyone, let alone yourself. So please seek professional help, get the help you need, and move forward. You are a functioning, worthy individual. And again, if you want to talk to us, come talk to us. We will talk most with you. Pe- most people's doctor nowadays is Google. Oh, exactly. And like, even then, you can't even go to your medical professional to have that diagnosis because they don't know. They're, they are trained in bodily functions, not your mental health. So speak to a yeah. mental health professional. And also, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Uh, like, there's a lot of scammers trying to abuse the fact that if you do feel like you could have some depression and some really messed up things that you can't really control, there's people, unfortunately, there are people out there in the world that will use that to sort of get money from you. And there are people out there in the world that will use that to just, well, I mean, scam you, basically. They're just, they're not doing anything for you. They're just taking money, giving you the same thing, the same placebo treatment everybody gives, uh, you know, when they're scammers. And it's, yeah, it's like, hey, we 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 are the best psychiatrist, words, uh, brain, uh, we are the best psychiatrists or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> Psychiatrist? Psychiatrist, yeah. We're the best psychiatrists in the world, and we're going to be helping you throughout your whole deal, yo. And we're going to make you feel so much better. And we're also t- therapists, and we're also this, that, that, and that. It's like, no, 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 no. First, I think, first and foremost, try to find the legitimacy of a website and even then, I don't think that's good. If you're going to spend money, just spend money on someone who you know is going to listen to you. I mean, for all, listen, if, if, for example, like Miss Namrud is talking and she's like, you know, she's like saying something important. And all of a sudden, I just feel like, hey, I'm going to grab food. And he's like, she's talking and I'm <laughs> over there. So I'm not listening. It's like, that's. You know, they could be doing that shit. They could legitimately be doing that thing. They could just go off and do something else while they're telling their, telling your story, uh, your life story and everything. And basically, when they when they come back, they go like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you should do this. Uh, you, should t- you should take this pill, which is basically like a placebo. And uh, yeah, you're going to go. You're going to go. Come back next week. We're going to be Skyping again. And it's going to cost you uh, 250 bucks an hour. And yeah, it's like, it's so convenient for them. They don't have to do shit. They can go on about their lives. And you're just the one who's getting scammed because you're not getting helped at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just bottom line is take care of yourselves. You know when something doesn't feel right for you. And do everything in your power to make sure that you're okay. Seek help when you need it. There's no shame in that. Unless you're a dude. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. Oh! <laughs> if you're a dude and you need help, you're a pussy. No, I'm just kidding. I, I kid, I kid. So anyway, no. should we move on to the next topic and yeah. uh, end the podcast show? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. So, 
I this this shit bothers me ever since this this thing became popular on YouTube and Facebook and whatever other fucking platforms are there for sharing videos. And it's with Christmas comes this time where everybody wants to help each other. But it's only when you have a fucking camera, isn't it? When you have a camera, oh, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help this uh, this uh, homeless person right here. Hey, hey, come here, film this, film this, film this. There you go. There's a hundred bucks. Film it, film it. There, a hundred bucks. There you go. Enjoy. So this is so hypocritical. It just fucking bothers me so much because the guy giving the homeless person a hundred bucks is by outside by external people he's considered a fucking gift from the heavens a gift from the gods you know such a good person oh my god what a little angel helping that poor homeless person Ooh, oh my goodness but the reality is by giving a hundred bucks away he's actually making like ten thousand or twenty thousand more so i mean even if you give a hundred bucks away but you make 200 it's you're you're winning nonetheless so i just really hate these type of people like if you want to help just legitimately help this is such easy content as well because it's something that people share and this is exactly why this became so popular on youtube on facebook and whatnot if you go onto one of these videos with people getting help uh, or people helping others with a camera and it's typically getting millions and millions of views because people feel like that's a good deed and people think that it's an actual good thing to share these videos but honestly in my opinion it's not it's not it's not really i mean i don't know what do you what do you think about this do you think it's good do you think it's kind of like a a a scummy thing to do you know you're helping somebody by making more money out of them what do you think about it When it comes to doing things like that on social media, I think they're not nearly as genuine as people make them out to be. And I get it. Um, You're on social media because you want the likes. You want people to acknowledge that the Christmas spirit is alive and well and that everyone should participate in it through various deeds that promote peace on earth and goodwill toward all men. It's honorable, it's noble, and it's something that we all look forward to in today's age of just individualistic pursuits. But I also understand that in the age of social media, anything and everything can be fabricated. So a picture is worth a thousand words, and pictures used to never lie, but then there was Photoshop as well as any other modification program you can think of to change the reality of an actual situation. Uh, So I don't think that people doing good deeds on Christmas is a bad thing, but I think that if you have to post every single good deed you do exclusively within the context of the holiday season onto social media, there is there. it's not very altruistic. And I think that it should be investigated a little bit more deeply than it would normally because Christmas time is the time of giving. But what are you giving and what do you hope to receive in return? I'm honestly not even talking about like someone 
who's quote-unquote a nobody, right? And there's just like, oh, get the camera, get the camera, I'm helping this person. In reality, that video is never going to go anywhere. It's going to be shared like for 100 people, some something like that, and that's pretty much it. I'm talking about those big motherfuckers who have all the means to get those videos onto millions of people and getting those millions of views. And they do it specifically, specifically just for the views and just for the ad revenue and just for that. Like, I I can guarantee you 100% that after that, they go to their fucking mansion with where they have a shit ton of cars and a shit ton of computers and giant ass TVs and all of that shit. And they don't give a fuck. Do they invite these people, these homeless people to spend a little time in their homes, to eat their food, to sort of like give them a bath? So that they can take a bath, so that they can maybe go look for a job or something, like looking clean and whatnot. Are they? No, they're just giving like a hundred bucks. Here's a hundred bucks because I'm going to make a million out of you. You know, it's just like animals. It's just like animals. And the thing that you have to understand is there's also this situation, which is kind of like the homeless person is getting a hundred bucks. So for a hundred bucks, it's like, hell yeah. I mean, a hundred bucks in one go, just like that. Give me that shit, right? But in the long run, it's not good at all. It's not good at all, in my opinion. And also, it's just like, I don't know. You just, like an animal, for example, it's also an an animal is innocent. The animal really doesn't care about that deal. Right. The animal does not care about the fact that they're making money with the animal. The animal just wants to make the human happy. Or if it's another type, I'm talking about dogs, but if it's another uh, another animal, the animal just wants to live their lives and get food and pretty much it. But they're just being used for content because in reality, after that situation, nobody really gives a fuck about the animal. The owner really doesn't give a fuck about the animal. I'm not talking about those guys that kind of like have a, a husky and they make videos with the huskies and whatnot. Because I kind of I like those videos because it kind of shows you a little bit of how the huskies are. And I really hope, I really hope that they are legitimate good owners. Because you also have sort of, uh, how can I put this? You also have here's here's the difference in my opinion. You have the people that start channels with a different type of thing, like let's say they start a a channel with gaming, and then eventually they bring in their animals and the and whatnot. So hey, hey, I have an animal. I'm such a good guy. <laughs> Look at me, I'm petting my animal. And there, then there's those that I like to believe they're legitimate good people and owners that just want to show to the world that you know what they do with their animals and whatnot who are kind of like the channels that start with the pets. So, um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think about that? That really, you know, just uh, using, it's kind of using people for content. Just like, hey, give, here's a hundred bucks and give me a million or 500,000, whatever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, it's, uh... It's really hard to put that kind of thing into context, though, because it's hard to know when someone's being genuine today. 
Like, we don't know the whole story outside of what was posted. So, I mean, if... I don't some- think it's that hard. Not a lot of people are actors. They're, like, it's pretty easy to read through them. Yeah, but I this new wave be- of uh, people just becoming famous on social media kind of can my ability to tell who exactly is good or not. Because my standard for what constitutes becoming a celebrity is drastically different from what is out there now. So I'm like, I don't understand how you got famous. I don't understand how you're still famous and why everyone is not famous. Popular. I'm sorry. What's popular? Popular. I know. Listen, I'm not kidding. There's a huge difference between being famous and popular because this is true. uh, Brad Pitt is famous. He's fucking famous. Like you go out in the street, go to a cafe. Hey, what about Brad Pitt? Everybody knows about Brad Pitt. But you go into the cafe, in the same cafe, and you talk about fucking, I don't know, uh, uh, what's a big YouTuber? PewDiePie. People are going to be like, what? Huh? Who the fuck is that? And I'm, I'm talking about Portugal. I'm not talking about like, you know, in America, everybody surely knows PewDiePie. So PewDiePie, PewDiePie has kind of reached fame at this point. I mean, he even went to fucking Conan and whatnot. So, but he, in here... I go to the cafe. I hey, do you, do you like PewDiePie? And you go like, what the fuck is that shit? Are you kidding? What do I like? What are you calling me uh, gay or something? Fuck you. So yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh my god. I don't know. Today's world is just really strange to me. I enjoy Christmas for the purposes of just spending time with family and friends and people that I care about. And just doing nice things just for the sake of it. I enjoy Christmas Oops. music. I enjoy the lights. I enjoy Oops. just the... What? Huh? What'd you uh, say? No, <laughs> I enjoy the atmosphere that Oops. comes from... What are you saying? <laughs> what? Oh my... I don't know. You keep mumbling something. <laughs> but I'm saying I enjoy the atmosphere Oops. of it. And it's just... That's really all it comes down to so i feel really bad this season because i'm gonna be starting a grad school program soon and i have no monies no monies to give gifts or provide joy and happiness to my loved ones and it hurts it hurts so bad i don't want anything but i want to give people things because that's something that i enjoy and i use this holiday as a specific time to do it so that it hurts me personally because i can't do it Ugh. Ugh. So you want to give gifts to people? That's how you make, that's how you happy yourself? Part of it. Part of it. It's, uh, it's not very healthy, though. Like I said, I use the specific holiday to do that. I don't just give gifts all willy-nilly 365 days of the Exa- year. No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Christmas is just a whole sea of materialistic thinking. And just a whole bunch of ignorant people running left, back and forth, wanting things. And it's like, no, man, all I want this Christmas, you know what it is? A five liter pack of wine so that I I can get shit faced. And then, you know, yeah, it's pretty much shit. That's what I want for this Christmas is get shit faced so that I... I, I, I look on the internet and I look what's going on and it's I'm just laughing at them. It's like <laughs> look at that shit. It's fucking sad. Look look at that family 
that don't talk to each other for a whole year for 364 days. They don't fucking talk to each other. But then comes Christmas and everybody's together. Wow. Whoa, dude. Look at that. So fucking stupid. And uh, the amount of money. Again, I, I've told you about this before. The amount of money they spend on fucking gifts and all that bullshit lights and whatnot. It's it's wasted money for something that's so limited and something that's so uh so little time based for that shit that it could could have been going for something better for the betterment of mankind and for the betterment of people for a fucking religious stupid ass holiday it's my opinion yeah yeah i get it i'm gonna start calling you grinch mr grinch i mean i'm a little bit more fat than jim carrey but I could do it. <laughs> I guess I would, I would be a really fucking good Grinch because I wouldn't be acting. I would just be myself. Uh huh. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck all of you. I'm gonna kill. You. I'm gonna slit your throats and I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh my go. god, that would terrify me, and I would. Is that a Grinch or is that like more of a? Okay, that sounds like a gremlin. Gremlin. Yeah. Sounds more like a gremlin. All right. Anyways, uh, any anything else to add? No. <laughs> I think all we right covered. Then. I think we, I think we did it all. Yeah. I think so, too. And just in time for the holiday. You're just finishing up a holiday and getting into a new one. Oh, gosh. Fucking holiday. <laughs> Get me my booze. Delicious. All right. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for listening. This was kind of a roller coaster of a podcast, this one, wasn't yeah, it? It certainly was. Goodness we were great. quiet. Then we started escalated to like, whoo, and let's be loud talking about things. Then we go back to being quiet and then, whoa, loud again. So, yeah, I mean, sure. It's kind of a roller coaster of a podcast. But hey, those are the best, in my opinion. All right. So mm-hmm. with that said, we're gonna say goodbyes. Uh, I would I would recommend if you're gonna go bodybuilding, uh, remember there's other things in life, okay? Uh, which is one is uh, you exercise your body so much that your brain is completely neglected, but you also need to exercise your brain. It's also a muscle. It's a very important one, one of the most important in your body. So don't don't forget to exercise your brain. Read a book or two. It's those things with uh, hard covers typically. And uh, they have paper, and in the paper <laughs> is uh, there are words, uh, letters, uh, font, things written on them, and you can use your eyes, which are attached to your face, uh, to read them. It's really good, and it can really give you like a lot of insight on many things. So um, yeah, and also if you're fat as fuck, just start fucking exercising, you oh lazy piece of shit. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're very skinny, start eating. I know it's easier said than that because some people just can't lose weight or others mm-hmm. can't gain. But I just, you know, I'm just being, you know, fucking grinchy now. You you put the thought in my mind. Now I'm going to be like that. Oh, no. We, I've we created the monster. And also, women on your period, yes, lock yourself in cages for a whole month, as oh Miss Namer mentioned. No. <laughs> 
That's not what I said. Yes, it was in my mind. I I listened to. I, I that's what I heard. And um, yeah, for people who love Christmas, you are idiots. And oh uh, kids, you are dumb as fuck. You are doomed into a future of ignorance and stupidity. And people who use Tinder are just fucking rapists and douchebags. Lord have mercy. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, man. I, I had this idea today when I was fucking like taking a shower and I was washing my hair and I looked at the, the, the flask of the vial of, of thing, uh, gel, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll look at that fucking thing, you know, there, it says like gel de douche, right? Oh, Lord. We say douche, douche is, is, is shower for us. Okay. Right. right. So what, what, what if this is a million dollar idea? Listen, this is a million dollar idea. Mm-hmm. What if you create like a, 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 a vial of shampoo or whatever, not, not shampoo, but like shower gel, whatever. And you call it douche bag. Right. <laughs> and you make it like a bag of some sorts. <laughs> I think that would be a clever marketing ploy, well, and it would take off. Fucking million dollar idea, right? Yes. Oh yeah, my god! And with that, I, I'm I'm pretty much done. Oh goodness! Well, uh, thank you all for joining us for the Maze of Thoughts podcast. We'll see you next week with another recording, and stay tuned for more episodes. <laughs> with more tips on how to women how to deal with your periods oh right? my god i mean i can totally do that but i think we might get we might lose some followers <laughs> all right thank you guys very much for listening see you guys next week i'm out see ya bye